Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, you got your question before we get to Tony? No, it's not a question. I, I did an editorial, as I told you, uh, on the on the draft and the, the uh, Northern Academies. But when... Uh, I was contacted by Tony and I contacted him. I decided to drop it, but I just want to read you one par because it's uh, become prevalent, or a couple of pars, and uh, this is mid-editorial, mid but it says, the AFL tried to run it, as in the academies themselves, with little success. It was only when the Swans took over, branding it under their banner, that it attracted any interest. For a kid who grows up in Sydney, he has four choices, if not five, depending on his size, and they're all looking for the same A-grade talent. If you can't promise the best kid that he's playing for Sydney Swans or Brisbane Lions, etc., or the Giants, he's not going to take up the sport. He'll go to the Roosters Academy or another which is promising a lucrative contract to a 15 or 16-year-old. And I read that out because on the wires right now, Kane, mm. is the headline or the story that the Sydney Swans Academy has lost one of its most promising talents with 17-year-old Mitchell Woods signing a deal with the Canary Bulldogs NRL club. The allure of contract security, which we can't give to these kids at 17, proved too great for Woods, who was a talented prospect in league, Aussie rules and union. Okay, well, let's welcome in our next guest to get his thoughts. Tony Cochran is his name. He's the former Gold Coast Suns chairman and he joins us. Tony, thanks so much for your time. Hi, guys. How are we? We're good. What did you think of Jared's thoughts just there? You were, you were listening along, Tony, and also the extension to that is is the hoo-ha, I guess, and, and I've got my thoughts on it around the four academy players that uh, your club has selected in the draft this week. Well, hoo-ha is a great word, isn't it, Kane? Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, can we just get a couple of facts on the table? So we're, we're now all getting very nervous in Melbourne about the deluge of the success of the academies in the northern states. Since the Suns joined the AFL, so it's 12 seasons now, the Northern States collectively, collectively, all four clubs have won one grand final. So, you know, I don't think we have to get uh, too concerned just yet that it's a complete takeover by the Northern States on AFL football. Um, Yeah, but the the counter to that would be that South Australian clubs haven't either, though, Tony. Yeah, but, but part of that is part of my... So putting on my AFL fan hat, which is the hat that I like to wear the most, that part of that, um, Kane, is, is if you look at the draft this year, it's not so much that Queensland's overperformed. It's actually the fact that what's been slowly happening is South Australia and Victoria even to some degree are underperforming. 
in this year's top 28 in the draft, I think Vic Metro only had five selections and South Australia had two. Mm. Two. It's meant to be a football... I came from there. I know the place well. South Australia is meant to be a big football state. It had two in the top 28. So, you know, one of my big concerns about the game, we're all worried about umpires and all the rest of it, but one of my really big concerns about the game, taking a big picture look, is maybe, just maybe, the Northern States have got it right now with decent, well-run academy because we need to produce better kids coming through in greater quantities. And maybe, just maybe, particularly South Australian WA, need to have some sort of academy system as well. Yeah, there's no uh, doubt about that. Unfortunately, though, the, have, the, the, the academy the system there is that it's not... It's not the equal to what Gold Coast has, and I understand why. But What's you the get the access. We, well, outside the top forty. No, forget Jared, the access. Tell us what the difference in the academies are. Well, the, the difference is the access that you get. So if if someone wants to take an academy listed player at Port Adelaide or the Crows, they can do that inside the top forty. Port can only get them outside the top forty, whereas Gold yeah, Coast and that, Sydney. But that doesn't so explain that's why the, that's so a big few, difference. But that doesn't so you, why would you invest in? Why would you invest in an academy? When you don't have the access to what, what's the incentive for Port Adelaide and the Crows or Fremantle and Perth and West Coast to set up an academy when you don't get the access to the players that you've spent six years developing? There's no point. But are there kids there? I mean, every other kid in South Australia, I mean, the very big difference is that uh, there's not the same infrastructure in Queensland as there is clearly uh, in, not even in South Australia or Western Australia, where all these clubs have got, I mean, there's footy everywhere. It's culturally there whereas it's not up in Queensland. So why aren't the kids coming through South Australia? I don't know. It's a big issue. And I, I agree with you, Tony. I think it's a significant issue for South Australia. It's not the first time it's been an underwhelming draft hall for this state. So that's, a, I think, a somewhat connected issue, but but separate. I guess clubs playing paying fair value for these players. Like, is it is it right? We're going to speak to Ethan. Wait, wait, wait. Woo, Kane, you can't have it both ways, old buddy. Six years ago, when I was president of the club, I'm no longer am. I'm just speaking as an AFL fan now. Six years ago, we got murdered because our two captains left our club to play in Melbourne. We were told, you've got to take care of the go-home factor. You're not doing a good enough job. So a lot of us got off our bums and really worked hard on building our academies. I think there's something approaching 1,300 kids now in our academies in, throughout Queensland and Darwin. Now, are we now going to be hauled over the coals for the success of that? For that, mm. that hard work, we've, we've now taken six years. It hasn't happened overnight. We didn't pick up these six, four guys, you know, three weekends ago. Six years ago, these guys started at, you know, under 11, under 12. And we're now starting to reap the reward of that. And there's more coming, let me warn you. Yeah, I know. And, and, the, tr- and the truth of the matter is, hang on, the system sorts itself out. Because... If, if you're to believe all the um, spruiking at the moment, the Gold Coast Suns apparently are, gonna, are only one or two years away from being a powerhouse club. So let's say in 26, sorry, in, yeah, in, at the end of the 25 season, in two years' time, we finish top four. We've got probably five or six kids in the academy for that year. But here's the truth. We only get one pick in the top 18 that year. If we're in the top four, we, we're reduced to one pick. So, you know, we'll produce three, four or five other kids that will probably end up at another club. So ultimately, ultimately, as success arrives with academy choices, 
ultimately that does get shared around if you study the rules. So, you know, you can have it one way or the other way, but you can't keep, you can't say that we did, we weren't good enough six years ago, so we fixed it. And now when we fixed it, oh no, we, now we don't like your fix. So we, we're allowed to have father sons, but you know, you can't have academy players. Mm. So, yeah, no, know, but all, all clubs, I mean, all clubs lose players. Yeah, I mean, Adelaide have lost Lever and Dangerfield and Duday and Gunsight. Adelaide have lost a st- Charlie Campbell, a stack of players. So all clubs lose players. I just think paying fair value would be a fairer system. So you can't just package pick 35 and 39 for a player that's top 10. I think that's the easiest fix to yeah, it. But, but again, you're looking at what's, what's coming in, not what's going out. We, we traded off four picks to get enough points in the top uh, 18 picks this year. So that went to four other clubs who got the benefit of those picks. I can't remember. I know North was one. I know Melbourne was yeah. one. I can't Bulldogs, remember. Bulldogs, I think. Two. Yeah. So, so it, yeah, the Dogs was certainly one. So it, 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 what I'm trying to say is you're trying to just pick the eyes out of one part of it without looking at the whole draft mechanism as an overall effect. So where, and, where should know, the, the goals and aspirations be now, Tony? Like You've got a, a great coach. You've got... Players that they're calling Dean Cox, Daniel Kerr and Josh Kennedy in this year's draft hall. Now, they're not going to come in to make an impact straight away, you wouldn't think. But is it, is it time now? Like, is, are you, is there no more excuses for this group? No, I don't believe we've got... I didn't believe last year we had any excuses. So, Sorry, last season we had any excuses. You know, the, the, or the year before, the truth is everybody in that club Everybody in that club is working their ass off to try and be successful. Nobody, I, I don't believe actually anybody in any AFL club in Australia is actually going there and not trying to be 100% successful. You know, that's the name of the game. Success is the name of the game. So the Suns are no different. And, you know, we've now got a great list, got a sensational coach. You know, we're privileged in Queensland to get the Suns to have him. You know, he's only the second AFL Premiership coach in Queensland history. So let's put it in, a, again, let's put it in a bit of perspective. So it's a big win for us as a football state. And we are becoming a football state. I mean, one of the things that annoys me about the AFL media here is if, if this was the NRL and the Storm had produced four Melbourne homegrown players in their draft for next year's side, the NRL media would be doing handstands about finally we're really breaking it down and we're winning in Melbourne. But... The AFL media don't look at it that way. They should be saying, how great is this for the game that the Suns can actually produce four top 25 draft picks in one season? I mean, it's a tremendous achievement for for AFL footy in Queensland. Full stop. Yes, and if it happens uh, every year, as you said, uh, and the Suns finish on top, well, they're only out of one kid in the top... uh, 20, and, 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 yep. and everybody goes uh, into the draft. Can I ask you, Tony, about uh, the point I made at the top about Mitchell Wood? He's a 17-year-old who, from all reports, was a certainty to play AFL footy. He's He's been signed up by um, the Canterbury Bulldogs on a contract at 17. Does the AFL need to look at this in the northern states to prevent kids from, you know, doing the, doing the, the academy program and then... Uh, just as they're ready to, to, to flourish and flower, they get picked up because of the cash incentive. Well, I would argue the AFL needs to look at it full stop everywhere. You see, well, one of the problems I think that we've got as a sport is we're not creating enough top-end talent um, coming through. Forget whether, where it is. 
everywhere. Yep. You know, if you compare it to the NFL system in America that has the college football system feeding it, the feed, the, 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 the pipeline, if you like, for one of a more crude word, the pipeline's massive. So their choices of players is phenomenal. You know, the AFL, you know, doesn't have that. I've often heard media say, oh, it's a great draft this year. Oh, it's not such a good draft this year. The draft isn't that great this year. So we really shouldn't have that. We really should have every year where, you know, the top 40 are, you know, really, really good standout prospects uh, to join AFL ranks. So, you know, it's part of the bigger argument, or part, not argument, it's part of the bigger view that I think we've all got to be growing up enough to have about how do we improve, for want of a better word, it's a bit of a crude word, I get it, but how do we improve the pipeline, not only in Queensland, not only in New South Wales, but South Australia, West Australia and Victoria. Mm. And we're about to make the pipeline even more challenging, of course, because potentially we're, what, four seasons away from having a 19th team. And you Tony need to Con- find another 45 heads. Conscious of your time, we've only got about 90 seconds left with you, but are you a supporter of opening round or whatever you want to call it um, with, with the games I love it. on the Gold Coast? Yeah. Why, why so? Fantastic. It'll work? Well, well, because the more innovative... Look, every other sport out there, Kane, has been innovative. So if you don't join in as a sport, guess what? In a matter of time, you'll be struggling. Uh, I think the uh, chance to have an opening round in New South Wales and Queensland, it's hugely innovative. For those fans who don't want to travel, guess what? You can watch it live on free-to-air TV. It's no big deal. So, you know, and by the way, that's what we have to do up here most weekends and week out. So the, the truth of the matter is it's just really good for the game, really healthy for the game. I hope there's four bumper crowds. I hope it gets the season away to a fantastic start. Great teams coming up here and the same in Sydney. Uh, what a great way to start the year. Just like Gather Round in Adelaide, it's a killer. It's mm. great. Great for our sport. As you leave us, Tony, a prediction. Johnny Ralph has gone with his uh, top 18 so far. Uh, he's the first to uh, put his uh, nether regions on the line. Uh, give us your, su- your suggestion as to where the Suns will finish this year, next year. Well, I, I, I think in season 2024, they will definitely play finals. Now, how deep into finals, that's... The $99 million question, but I, I, they've got a very good list now. Their young players are all coming up to the 80, 100 game mark. They've just topped it up with some very, very good draft picks that we've been talking about. And uh, there's no, no, no question that Dimmer makes a vast difference to the whole um, standing up here. So, um, and will Ben King we'll be stay? Very, I think we'll be successful. Of course. Okay. <laughs> hey, we love honestly. We love having you on the program, uh, Tony. You always get our phones ringing. You have an invitation whenever you like. So we appreciate you joining us tonight. <laughs> okay, all the best, guys. Take care. And coming up, he's one of those draftees as well. Ethan Reed is going to join us. Hawks fans and footy fans. Nick Watson is going to excite Wizard. you for a long period of time. The Wizard AFLW captain at North Emma Carney is going to join us in Ash Brown live in the studio. On the other side of this, though, we'd love your calls. 1-300-736-736. You're listening to Sports Day.